Yeah, I, I don't want to say anything controversial, but I, I do want to put it on the record that I am very much pro-vaccine. Mm. Yeah. But one thing that I am very much against is, I don't know if you've seen this in um, in news reports, people are, take, uh, people are calling it uh, jabbing. Have you seen this? No. It started with, it's kind of been a slippery slope thing where people have been talking about, well, g- give me the stats. What are the shots in the arms? That I'm sure you've heard of. Yes. Yeah, because it's, it's like, how much, can you, how much vaccine can you ship? Well, that doesn't matter how many, how many shots are actually landing into arms. But uh, there's been this recent trend, and I, this might just be because I'm spending too much time on Twitter, but people are talking about, hey, I got my first jab, or mm. um, uh, a, a kind person in Boston helped 350 seniors in Massachusetts get their first jab. I'm not is sure. It, is that a British thing? The most recent one I saw was from the BBC, so this might be kind of like a Mike Hurley, like a uh, transatlantic type thing. I think it is. I think I think the Brits refer to getting a shot as, as jabbing, as getting jabbed. Yeah, I think. So, so I just don't, I just googled don't at me. I just googled BBC jabbing, and yeah, Sir Billy Connolly, don't know who that is, probably famous in Britain, receives his first vaccine jab. So yeah, this might be kind of a this is coming over the Atlantic type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sir Billy, who lives in Florida. Who, who's Sir Billy? <laughs> Apparently, some, he's some type of British comedian. <clears throat> That's not funny. All right. Hey, you know what? Call call all this whatever we want to. Just just keep it coming. Keep Get that seven-day average climbing. So, so if you have to go to one medical and they ask you for some <laughs> money under the table, and then they say, uh, uh what what type of deal can you give us to to get your first jab? You'd be, uh, you have you have higher ethics than that. Yeah. Well, and you and you don't want to appear in front of a committee where um, some type of fucking Republicans going to try to do some grandstanding against <laughs> uh, big health tech from San Francisco. Did you see the thing about um, uh, what was it called? Because um, there was funding for an extension of bart that was supposed to happen oh the the pelosi subway yeah (laughs) no but it's not even that there was a uh, this was this is one of the things where i do leave the chronicle the chronicle gives very good um push notifications so yeah oh it was uh nancy pelosi's silicon valley subway yeah which is pretty good but also could be um the name of like a subway franchise in pacific heights or wherever (laughs) her house is because you might remember that there was a um uh after like blowout gate a couple of months ago there were people who went to her house and tied hair dryers in a tree outside her house and um did a little fake demonstration so yeah monster the show <laughs> uh not really i'm kind of tired <laughs> Um, where's the show doc? Which screen is that on? Okay. I feel like we do have follow-up, but I don't remember what it is. So we will do follow-up last this week, I guess. Or it'll I, just pop in. It'll just happen as it pops into my head because I won't be able to help myself. I looked through the, the thing and I, I didn't really see anything. But I the, like, new, the new business is quite long, so. Yeah, but I always have uh, off-the-record follow-up. It's, it's mm. the same thing like where you, you, you can't, can't, show, can't show the GOP your hand. Is that what they say? 
uh i don't know I, the democrats usually just don't show their hand but also don't have a hand to begin with oh damn it <laughs> i, I, I here's say. the thing i'm hyped up on uh coffee coke where mm. we'll get into that so actually okay so follow-up will somehow happen in the middle of the show because i can't help myself but in terms this is mostly actually i actually think this new business is actually follow-up because this is um i don't know if we have a term for this we do need to coin something but Basically, we're just going to talk about food that we bought at the grocery store for for, um, kind of the most exciting thing we have going for us these days. Yeah. Um, So actually, do you want to start with Coca-Cola coffee? Yeah, I would love to. So I'll let you tee this up while I pull up some uh, evidence from 2006. Yeah, you're referring to Coke Black? Keep going. Yeah, okay. Um, So Coca-Cola coffee which i is think that is that the official the, name i i don't I have was, a can in front of me well actually, yeah i, I know i i don't either i'm gonna go back and try to find that picture that i sent you a coca-cola with coffee this is a very like magic keyboard for ipad pro well it's type. like yeah like this is like the new ipad you know, <laughs> yeah. exactly um so i've had these on my radar for a little while um, cause I was actually someone who did try Coke black when that was released, I guess you're saying 2006, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recall thinking it was, it was actually better than expected back then. And I've, I've been hearing some good things on the Twitter and elsewhere about this new iteration. So I was excited to, to try them. I was able to find all three flavors which are dark blend, caramel, and vanilla. And then you informed me, which I think is going to be where you kind of add your perspective here, that there are also some zero sugar versions. So Mm -hmm. I I evidently only got the three regular versions. Well, yeah, but you're a high metabolism person. You're one (laughs) one of those, so you don't don't have to worry about that. Well, and the, the sugar content was okay i'm like much uh, much 18, 18 much minutes. less than a isn't like a regular can of coke 30 or 40 something grams i'm not aware well i think well, regular coca-cola has got a ton of sugar in it so it's it's less than that alexa how much sugar is in coca-cola i wonder if she's going to answer that 35 grams okay there we go thanks alexa um, <laughs> so I'll just get right to it. I, I, I thought these were really good. Mm. Um, and so f- follow me here. Okay, My, can, can I, can I ask real quick? Was sure. this, um, a successive, was this a flight of Coca-Cola with coffee or like, was this a, like an official like taste test or did you just have these over subsequent days? I had these three consecutive days. Okay. So, so follow me here. I, f- I found them to be very authentic. And, and what I mean by that is a lot of times with novelty drinks or novelty food, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be described as, you know, tasting like something. And then you go to try it and it either totally doesn't taste like that thing or maybe kind of does, but in a sort of artificial way. 
Well, so, so what, I mean, what you're doing is basically you're, you're, you're casting aspersions on kind of the whole Lay's do us a flavor thing where it's basically a potato chip that vaguely tastes like whatever the gimmick is, but it doesn't taste anything like what it's supposed to. That's a really good example. Exactly. Yeah. These are just exactly what they are described to be. I mean, it, they literally taste like someone took a can of Coke, poured out a little bit of it, dumped in some coffee, resealed the can, and shipped it off. Like that, That's just exactly what it tastes like, which doesn't sound like a particularly appealing combination, but th- there's, there's something about it that, um, I don't know, I, I, I liked. I mean, this, these, these are not something that I plan on buying with any kind of regularity or anything. I eat and drink enough other garbage <laughs> where I don't, I don't need to be reintroducing soda into my life, which I've, you know, basically eliminated otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I thought these things were, were pretty good and are basically exactly as advertised. Okay. So respect your opinion. So I, I will offer a, a counterpoint. Um, so, and, and again, you, there's only three flavors. So there's a vanilla, the dark, I thought at first I thought it was dark roast, but apparently it's dark blend and then, uh, caramel, but you, you had all three. I had, so yeah, so yeah, so, so, and to, to clarify what I alluded to earlier. So there's, yeah, three, three, three regular flavors, but then there are zero sugar versions of the dark blend and vanilla flavor. So I guess there's five in total. Kind of. So we'll we'll get to that. So, but can you rank for me of the three? What what what's your mm. what's your good, better, best? I'm going to say dark blend, caramel, vanilla in that order. Although it's close between dark blend and caramel. I'm sorry. Which is the top one? Dark blend. Okay. Yeah, so I so you posted that in in the Slack on Friday, maybe, and then I was yeah. at Target a couple of days later, and they were they were on an end cap, so they had there 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 was definitely some some backroom handshakes between the Target Corporation and um and Big Coke. But when I saw that, I initially I I grabbed a couple. So one first, let's talk about price. Uh, at Target, it was two dollars and fifty nine cents each for a for a twelve ounce can. Is this, I don't know where you obtained yours or where you, where your hookup was from, but um, <laughs> I can't say, uh, how much were, how much was your, what was your cost per unit? So I picked them up from Safeway, the Safeway, uh, the, the Safeway. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I think you're thinking of uh, pavilions. Um, <laughs> you're thinking, no, I'm thinking of Vons. <laughs> um, I'm stalling as i pull open my receipt here so mine were um wait how do you have your receipt because it was a it was one of those the um the curbside pickup thing (laughs) like do do you wait did you somehow get on the scan snap because i never you never got on the scan snap lifestyle so Uh, i have i have a like a knockoff brother scanner that that was the wire cutter pick so regular price 249 but with card savings of 82 cents they were a dollar 66 each <laughs> a, 
almost the mark of the devil. Okay, I like. It. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, I, I got. I got. Normally, I think I'm always getting a fair shake at the target, but apparently, I, I got shafted. Okay. Um. So yeah. So I got three cans. Um. To to ensure I had the the opportunity to taste the full flight, and I. So yeah. Initially, I only saw the regular full sugar ones, and then as I was here's one weird COVID thing i'm always very whenever i pick something up at a store i kind of end up buying stuff i don't want because i don't i feel guilty putting it back on the shelf yeah i feel you um but uh, but those i was like okay yes i saw like i i don't like caramel things unless it's in a twix and even then i like one single halloween bite-sized twix and then i'm done with it (laughs) Very your, your annual allotment of caramel or like i mean once once a week like i, I want maybe 42 milligrams of, of of caramel in my life i it's <laughs> it's not a flavor i enjoy um the same thing like uh flan you have you ever had flan uh, yeah i'm not, not a big fan i like one sixteenth of a thing of flan and then that's that's enough for me and then uh for the next uh year and a half or until the next leap year or something but anyway so yeah, so I, I I ended up leaving the store with six cases of Spindrift and um and then three of those Coke cans and then my regular groceries. So I got one full sugar, uh, dark blend, and then two cans, one sugar free dark blend, and then one sugar free vanilla. So do you want the good news or the bad news first, or the the yeah. yeah, give me give me the give me the good news or the the good positive impression. So dark roast full sugar is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's weird that it tastes exactly like a regular Coke, but and I and I hate whenever people talk about wine with how it finishes. Like cause I I but you might as well start talking about tannins, and I'm just like just get out of here. You're pretending to know what you talk about, but it it finishes or has a decidedly different coffee flavor only at the very end and it's actually pretty good yeah Mm -hmm. but for 18 grams of sugar no just no so it's so it's not worth it i again like you i think like the age 17 or something or like or eight into age 19 i rebooted my left and i'm like no soda is just not it, it is not worth the um the health battle and then i discovered sparkling water and then life has been marginally better since then mm-hmm. but yeah so it's good but again not worth the sugar i'm somebody who i don't drink much soda period even diet sodas but if i do have to or if i'm in a context where soda is the just preferred or socially acceptable option i will generally prefer a can of diet coke yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't like. I don't like Diet Coke. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna drink a soda, which I also never really do anymore, I'm more of a Coke Zero guy or Coke so that, Zero Sugar. I guess so. That is very. So that is very interesting because, yes, there are two different versions of the quote unquote Diet Cokes. So there's Diet Coke, which I believe uses the artificial sweetener aspartame or something you can edit in the proper pronunciation of that word Uh, and then there's also coke zero i think diet coke has maybe 10 calories or something in it and the coke zero the whole thing was it was like this big ad campaign in the late 1990s it was like hey there's zero calories there's zero 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 it's and somehow well then what is it filled with air who who even knows 
But Coke Zero, I believe, uses stevia leaf as the sweetener. But uh, Diet Coke tastes much, much better than Coke Zero. I don't think Coke Zero tastes bad, but it doesn't. But between the two, Diet Coke is the for me is the preferred one. Yeah, I don't see. I don't care for the taste of of Diet Coke, but Coke Zero sugar is is fine. Yeah. Um. So the thing is, so I had both. So I tried the the traditional like full sugar Coca Cola with coffee first, and pretty good. The one without sugar is disgusting. It when you when you mention that you dislike things that taste like just inherently artificial this tastes so bad like i i i can i can tolerate coke zero again the preferences for diet coke but it it doesn't taste this bad like there there's no um with the full sugar one there's kind of like a separation of flavors sort of or where you kind of taste both things with the sugar free one you taste both things at the same time and they both taste terrible and it's it's super gross so like in summation if somebody wants to try this as a novelty just buy the traditional one spend your 166 to 259 uh and be done with it because yeah the sugar-free one's super gross hmm yeah i mean that that makes that makes sense yeah. So anyway, I mean, but thank you for putting that in in there because that was an interesting thing to try. Because and and, and oh, that's the other thing. So I did. Um, God, I think it's like senior year of high school. Like, they, yeah, Coca Cola Black was a thing that was, and this is a very niche. This was it was stocked at um, uh, the local Best Buy, which I think mm-hmm. is where I where I bought it, and it that was gross. I remember that being super gross. But I also remember that was kind of a thing like Tab, where there was there were these diehard fans that were super uh, disappointed that it that it ended and was discontinued. But yeah, and also we should clarify that Coca Cola Black was not spelled the way you would think it would. How was it spelled? Oh, I don't remember that. It was Coca Cola B L A K, and it had an accent mark over the A. So as you can expect, it was not. Um, well received by the american audience because americans hate accent marks <laughs> um yeah so yeah uh thank you thank you for reminding us all that this existed and um yeah it's a novelty that i again you don't think you will rebuy unless it's like just like an absolute novelty and you're at a it's 2026 and there's a conference going on you're like hey they have coca-cola with coffee i, I think the context that i would maybe buy these again would be if in some hypothetical future someday I was going on a road trip somewhere and if I just wanted a little kind of pick me up as I was driving. Okay. I think that's where one of these would fit in. Thank you for bringing that up. So one, uh, there is, so how much, sorry, with a regular Coca-Cola, there is, and I had to look this up earlier. There's 35 milligrams of caffeine in a um in a regular coke and then i will send you a picture because i'm assuming you don't have a can in front of you um nope not to that channel uh coca-cola with coffee has uh 69 yeah right. milligrams 69 nice yep yeah. oh you beat me all right <laughs> channeling my inner mike isaac um 69 milligrams of caffeine per 12 ounces, which is still not that much. Not not much. No, I and, mean, 
as as coffee or espresso drinkers, like you're not going to get your caffeine fix unless unless you go to the like energy drinks, where I think those become comparable or even more caffeinated than a coffee or an espresso. Yeah, so two ounces of um, a two ounce uh, pull of espresso is about a hundred to a hundred and twenty milligrams of coffee. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I. I it's not caffeinated enough to make it worth it. I mean, because I, this was another thing earlier today where I was Googling. I Do you ever sometimes just in, put into Google, um, you don't even try to think of the appropriate query. You just put whatever your brain thinks. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of, uh, I just typed in decaf coffee, but why? Because I couldn't, I was just trying to think of why would anybody ever drink decaf coffee? Because I was like, this doesn't, if you wanted a coffee drink, you could just get, um, one of those uh, La Colombe things that you love so much, or just and there's a million different um, types of like canned cold brew. So if coffee was your thing, why wouldn't you just buy that instead of this? Because this doesn't quite taste like uh, traditional Coke, but also doesn't really taste like coffee. And then, yeah, I just, I, I don't, I, I couldn't imagine why anybody would want to drink decaf coffee, but one of the first responses on Cora, uh, which nobody should go there, but it was like, I, I think you're asking this question because you can't imagine anybody liking coffee solely for the taste. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of true. <laughs> because coffee's good, but I don't think anybody would ever, like if if Spindrift came out with a version that had like 150 milligrams of caffeine per, uh, per grapefruit Spindrift, I'd be, I would sell my espresso machine immediately. <laughs> I don't know, like coffee's good, but coffee's... <laughs> it's not that good it's, where it's, i were it's, it's a means to an end yeah i don't i don't think anybody's trying to um make their teeth brown like <laughs> for because there's downsides to coffee so if you're getting no caffeine from this I, I i just can't imagine why somebody would want to like i get where some people get caffeine headaches and things like that but then i'm not really seeing where the the taste of coffee is really doing it for them to make it worth it but anyway i guess the the last semi-interesting note on this coca-cola thing is that i was curious you know how they were getting the coffee flavor into these and it's it's coffee powder apparently yeah brazilian yeah which um not something i've ever really heard of but when i read that in the ingredients it made a lot of sense because of what i said at the beginning here which is you you actually do get a surprisingly authentic coffee flavor from these things and so i yeah powdered powdered coffee mixed in with with another liquid i guess would you know give you the result that you get from these things mm-hmm. all right so um actually i got i got two quickies um so these are holdovers because we, we had a couple of long episodes recently yeah here's your here's your follow-up yeah, that's that's where again most of the, mo- I think four out of five of these are <laughs> follow up, but they got rolled into new business, and it's it's okay. I really have to manage the legislative agenda. Um, yeah, this one's inter- this one actually this this review has changed over time. Okay, so you I don't know if the, what's this ever a chef special from you? It was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So you have a, a localish distillery um, called Spirit Works, which is in Sebastopol or Guerneville or one of those places that West, that's west of Santa Rosa. Sebastopol. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they have, they have a, uh, a big metallic sculpture outside their, um, outside their tasting room that's wearing a mask, which I mm-hmm. took a picture of and enjoyed. Yep. 
Um, so I had been getting into bourbons recently and you were suggesting that that was a good one to try, which I did. And, uh, I took it, I took, uh, the bottle I had gotten a couple of months ago on that trip I took last month and it's, it's good. It, um, yeah, it's good, but I feel like, and this is how the review has kind of changed. I feel like I've gotten burnt out on bourbon where maybe like the, the taste just, I don't know. It's just, it's not really worth the trouble. I, I don't know, but I mean, I, I had it. It was the spirit works one is probably, I don't know how to describe liquors, but it's, it's the smoothest of anything I've ever tried mm-hmm. where it doesn't have smokiness is the wrong word, but it doesn't have the, um, kind of same bitterness that maybe some lower quality ones have but that does i think make it too easy to sip compared <laughs> it is i mean does that make sense sure yeah yeah I, I mean i don't know like i'm not somebody who ever drinks to excess but still i feel like it was the, the i guess the the bitterness or uh less drinkability of uh lower quality ones makes that um work out better i don't know but yeah, I feel like I'm 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 over uh, bourbon for a couple of seasons. I don't know. Hmm. Good for you. Like I, I mean, I think it was good, but again, that's because it's getting replaced with cider, which we'll talk uh, talk about in a minute. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It's it it was good. It was fine. Like it, the problem is that it's kind of pricey. Like fifty bucks a bottle is kind of out of impulse buy is the wrong word, but that's kind of it, it's that makes it more of a kind of a special occasion thing, which is. Mm. yeah i don't know yeah so i i both i i do really like all of their spirits but a part of my purchase decision with them is supporting them specifically because there are other whiskeys in particular that i know that i really enjoy that are you know significantly cheaper but you know i i'll still regularly buy the spirit work stuff just because you know i like supporting those guys all right so once once i'm less burned out on that uh that type of um type of thing please let me know what the cheaper ones are um well i can give you a quick one sure um just to maybe make a note of um Mm -hmm. basil hayden that sounds like an actor from the hunger games (laughs) (laughs) uh you can you can find it everywhere target has a uh bedmo has it costco has it and it's 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 really good is it made by a gigantic corporation i assume so yeah 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 Hmm. okay cool spirit works is fun too um this this probably isn't really your thing um i mean when you're at next at my house sometime in 2035 or what whenever that is um 13 (laughs) <laughs> you can you can sample some of these because I've I've got quite a few on hand at the moment. They they do some kind of fun ones. They they do something called a barrel gin, um, which is gin aged aged in like a forget exactly what type of barrel it's aged in, but um, ends up being a really really interesting spirit. And I'm I'm not even a particularly big like gin fan, but it this this barrel gin's actually really really good um and then they also so they're really good with um 
always coming out with sort of new one-off um, spirits like each quarter, which I really like. They, you know, they have their kind of set menu, I guess, but then they also just come out with these little one-off things with, with, you know, regularity. And I, I like trying a lot of that stuff as, you know, evidenced by the um, Coca-Cola with coffee discussion from a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you still have some of the gin? Oh, I do. Yeah. So I would, again, if you are not somebody who's regularly making French 75s, I would strongly, strongly recommend merging those two things. What is, what's a French 75? A French 75 is fresh uh, lemon juice, simple syrup, uh, two parts champagne, one part gin. And it's okay. the best. Yeah. That would, that would work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And that way you can make it a, a Bay, uh, a Sonoma County special and you can just get some Corbell and have a grand old time. There you go. Um, all right. And then next up, uh, in terms of ciders, which you hooked me onto with the three, the three twins, two towns. <laughs> um, again, I got to register that domain. Um, two towns, cider house. I was having an issue being able to find it locally for anybody to carry anything but Pacific pineapple, which again, pine- uh, pineapple does not need to be near booze or pizza. Just, <laughs> let's just put it, put it, put it on my tombstone. Um, but I did find that Bevmo does, they have expanded it where previously they only carried, at least in the Marin area ones, they only carried Pacific pineapple or the variety pack, where it was a 12 pack that had, um, Pacific Pineapple, Easy Squeezy, and the Bright Cider. But now they do carry it um, uh, widely. And there is also a new one, which uh, hopefully you can Google it for me. I don't have a link handy, but it's called Cosmic Crisp um, from Two Towns, which apparently is a specific kind of apple. Um, And it's a higher uh, alcohol by volume percentage. It's 8% versus the 6% on the bright cider and 5% on easy squeezy. And it's, it's pretty good. It's a bit more tart, I would guess, or like a little bit more sour than the, the bright cider, but it's, um, yeah, it's extremely good. It's the exact same price. So if you're ever doing a BevMo order or something, I would recommend throwing in a six pack of that and giving it a shot. And it comes in very, very cute, uh, purple cans. Yeah, this this is something that would be up my alley for sure. I, I my guess or like how I picture this in my head is that maybe this is a little less sweet than the non-imperial one. I don't know you actually just looked at the show notes. I don't know what you mean by imperial. Well, that that's what it's called, imperial cider. Uh, the the cos, cosmic crisp is called the their imperial cider, which I think just means it has a higher alcohol content. Uh, I do not know. Cause again, we had that conversation when we were talking about the, the Utah, um, the Utah DMV BevMo where, <laughs> um, where they, you know, where the, with there's like the four and a half percent, uh, ABV limit. So yeah, I, I am not versed in, I like a good, cause again, like I generally don't like beer. I do like ciders and sours vaguely, but mostly ciders. Um, or yeah, I, I'm not familiar with the terminology of what Imperial means in that sense. I'm kind of thumbing through their website here, and they have a very disturbing flavor called Hollow Jacked, which is no, their Jacked. I'm gonna go with Jacked. Um, it's capital D. <laughs> 
And this is their Imperial Pumpkin drink. No, no. That Unless is... I'm not over 21. <laughs> um, a combination of apples, spices, and pumpkin flower honey. <sighs> which, yeah, it doesn't sound great. Might as well just throw cauliflower in there. Just fuck it. <laughs> just make it completely inedible. Um, are you a honey person? I am not. Uh, I am. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, then maybe we'll get you. We'll get you a tea robot for Christmas, and you could just douse it in honey and and pull, pull, pull Jason. <laughs> I'm not a not a tea person. Hmm. Uh, I forgot what quote you made up of of Ted. L- oh, is that in? Is that in show notes? Yeah, the, that he bag. won okay. the um the yeah. Well, we'll get there as long as it's in the grab bag. Okay, it it is. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. So anyway, so yeah, my again, spirit works pretty good. Again, a little too sippable. It goes by it goes by quickly, which is a good or bad thing. And um, yeah, so that's cool. So if you're ever in the Bay Area, um, at the North End, go visit Spirit Works. Uh, two Towns Bright Cider, uh, B plus, uh, Cosmic Crisp from Two Towns, uh, a solid unqualified A. Uh, you have potato chips in front of you, maybe, or to the side of you. Um, well, I, I ate them before the show because I, I didn't know how well that would play into the microphone here mm-hmm. um yeah so i um on our recent um whole foods order um did a search for those new kettle chip uh flavors which i i think we talked about on last week's show i think that was an online online conversation yeah, yeah. friend of the show cable <laughs> that's right yeah and the flavor that I was most interested in trying, and actually was the only one I could find, was the habanero lime flavor. Mm-hmm. Too spicy, and I mm. and I I quite I quite like spice. In fact, you know, more so as an adult now, I, I actually really do like spicy foods. These these are just they're just too spicy. Oh, you have my attention now. Ooh, ooh, okay. Um, like, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll finish the the bag that I bought. Like, I don't dislike them, but I don't, I don't know if it's something I'd want to eat with like regularity. No, oh, Amazon only lets you buy it in packs of 12. <laughs> um, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, they're, they're really, they're shockingly spicy. Okay. You got my attention. All right. So th- these are on the shopping list now. Um, like lingering spice or just as you eat it it's unpleasant as, as you eat it and actually no you you know kind of speaking of the of the the nice finish that like um <laughs> you know the as you re- reference the uh the coffee finish of the coca-cola with coffee that's where you get the lime with these it's kind of kind of right at the very end mm. okay well good to know uh what were the other ones I, I don't a, know what the other new flavors were, but when I was searching Whole Foods for these, I found a lot of disturbing kettle chip flavors that I was not aware of, including a, a ranch flavor. Um, there were a couple of others too. Some barbecue one. Um, a lot of what? a lot of strange kettle chip flavors. Oh, there was a um, a dill pickle one. Oh, that one's good. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I would try all these again. I'm, I'm, I'm not above any kind of weird food or drink, but mm-hmm. I was, I was surprised by some of them. Yeah. Real, real time follow up or real time. Please put this in the show notes. Uh, this, this was something I meant to mention in the um, vaccine intro, but 
somebody had a good Photoshop of um, uh, <laughs> a Heinz. Because they've been doing this thing where Heinz has... Well, actually, I, I don't know if this is a direct response to Breaking Bad. Do you remember the one where there's the guy, he's in a, in a, they're in a boardroom meeting and somebody is uh, recommending something called Franch? And I forget, I, I don't know if it was like French Dijon and Ranch or what it was, but um, that's from I don't remember that. It was, I'll put this in the thing. Yes, it was a portmanteau of French dressing and ranch. It was the one where, spoilers, like the magical executive goes to the bathroom and ends up uh, killing himself. Got it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then somebody had a thing. But uh, Heinz has been doing this thing where they have, um, oh, they had mayo chup. You remember this, right? I'm not, this isn't a fever dream. I No, I don't remember that. You're just pretending. All right. So uh, they had mayo chup, which is uh, mayonnaise and ketchup in one single bottle because Americans can't be bothered to oh, carry multiple. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's coming back to me now. Yeah, yeah. And they have multiple. Oh, and then it's <laughs> on the Heinz website, it's under flavor mashups. Uh, so they have honey racha, cranch, mayo q, mayo must, and mayo rancha. So and so this is this is another, you know, just, just to keep bringing Jesus. everything... <laughs> just to keep bringing everything back to coca-cola <laughs> you know similar to coca-cola this is this is not something that i do with any regularity but i do enjoy like on a hamburger the, I, I actually do really like the combination of mayo and ketchup so i i could see this being good here's the, let me can, can i give you like a little upper middle class thing which not a group i fit into but but i think it, it this describes very much the um the pico and blue barn aesthetic which is uh the fact that nobody will ever call it like i i don't like mayonnaise generally but that they people will never say mayonnaise anymore they have to call it an aioli mm, yeah which is one million percent the exact same thing uh-huh. um but it just makes it sound fancy so that you don't think you're somebody uh who's eating uh mayonnaise like some type of commoner because <laughs> I, I don't know what the blue barn name they would give because they probably have a thing about uh grass-fed uh, artisanal mayo chip like they would they would have some type of four sentence long thing of explaining why they've they let ranch dressing sit outside in the sun for eight hours and somehow that's now blue cheese I, i'm pretty sure they refer to everything as an aioli if you look on their menu yeah yeah but also i want to clarify that blue cheese and ranch are both disgusting yeah, yeah. Uh, ranch i'm okay with you yeah, blue cheese i'm not a fan uh um where were we okay so yeah uh lime kettle chips i will and actually and to clarify the um the habanero lime were those the um standard kettle chips or were those their new crinkle cut style the crinkle cut style Ooh, all right and lastly to round this out this week, I had an opportunity to try. Opportunity to try. I went to a. I went to a fast food restaurant and ordered in an app. The opportunity, like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I I downloaded for the first time ever the McDonald's app and felt ashamed and I didn't want to give them my email address, so I used sign in with Apple for the first time because I didn't want oh, McDonald's okay. to have my email address. I bet uh, you know what? I bet they have a really nice app. It's fine yeah it's it's one of the less i think actually popeyes has one of the best um 
because because Popeyes doesn't do the the Starbucks bullshit where Starbucks tries to gamify or gamify getting coffee and getting stars like get out of here nobody like these are unprecedented times nobody's going to Starbucks just for for funsies so stop it with the star with the stars but yeah but the McDonald's app again it's fine so they have my iCloud email relay and I was able to use Apple Pay for it which you know, because I probably would, I probably would have just bailed on the idea if I had to go into one password and get my credit card. But anyway, so so before you get to the sandwich, sure. Wh- so what's the what's the experience then? Do you do you have do you just walk into the restaurant and pick up your bag, or is this like a curbside thing, or how it's, does it's this a work? curbside? Yeah, where they have uh, you just say what spot you're in, and they just bring the food out. It's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, because yeah, because also I don't, I didn't know how into. Yeah, this would be a shameful episode. I didn't know how in demand, just because when, when Popeye's uh, dropped their um, their six <laughs> sandwich, um, it was, dropped. again, I'm, I am ashamed I taught you that word because you used it like four times last week. That's why I'm, I'm kind of into it now. Uh-huh. You're going to be like that kid who got his mom fired from Nike. <laughs> <laughs> um biggest story in oregon uh so yeah so when popeyes had that sandwich it was very hard to come by where i didn't want to be like some type of rube going to the to the drive-thru and being like hey do you have the chicken sandwich and they'd be like no and then i'd, I'd have to i wouldn't be able to say never mind so i would then I'd, get, <laughs> I'd get stuck ordering like a fucking big mac or something and then i just have to throw it out so that's why i use the app and it was it was fine. So the sandwich, it's good. I still need to go register a domain name to uh, rank these sandwiches because I, I, I'm obviously not doing stuff with people, so I got nothing else to do. Um, much, I would say it is the second best chicken sandwich currently available. It is still well, below Popeye's, but it is way above the anti-LGBTQ uh, Chick-fil-A nonsense. Um Better than the Shake Shack one, but still a, a pretty distant second to Popeyes, which is the gold standard. Got it. Yeah, but worth a try if you're ever uh, looking for um, looking for some fast food. I can't think of the last time I've been to a McDonald's. I, I, again, br- bringing it back to the Coca Cola thing, like I, another one of those things that I just I very very much enjoy and and enjoyed as a kid, but um, yeah, as an adult. Um, just not not something I indulge in regularly. Yeah, I, I it had been a extreme. Well, actually, no, I lied. <laughs> no, I, it had been a very long time since I've been to McDonald's. But I remember on my you my national parks road trip uh, last fall uh, in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. There are like no restaurants, so I think McDonald's was one of the only things that was like open past nine. So I unfortunately think I did eat there. Tw- not unfortunately. I, 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 I have to stop being that way. But I do think I ate there twice. Yeah, I think when you're on a road trip, though, that's that's kind of where that's where McDonald's fits in. I'm, I'm sure that's the last time I've had it was probably on some road trip. Yeah, because in California, like the thing that fills up that spot is In-N-Out, which, again, as we've probably I think we've talked about is fine. Like, I, 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 I don't get you. the. Oh, are you one of those people that thinks In-N-Out is the shit? No, because I don't think their fries are very good. Their fries are and, terrible. Yeah, and so you, that's well, that's so a problem. The life hack here is that you can ask for the fries well done, quote right. unquote, mm-hmm. and all that means is they they cook them for the appropriate amount, but they're still <laughs> not very good. Um, and again, ooh, well, so we're not going to talk about anything this week. I did have the opportunity um, a couple weeks ago, well, actually twice actually, um, to try Blue Barn's online ordering system. 
Yeah. I gave in to paying the extra 5% surcharge. They, they charge you to not talk to somebody. Um, and it worked and it was good. And it was nice to have blue barn, uh, after a very long drought. And, um, yeah, you know, we, we, um, I went like almost a full year without blue barn, but, but now the last couple of months have been getting it like quite regularly. And it's, it's very good. Well, ooh, the, but is, um, well no, isn't there a turns out here? Isn't there now a Blue Barn in Novato? Well, I, I was going to say that par, I think part of the reason it's been kind of an appealing place to go with regularity is that online ordering system is super easy. And the pickup setup at their Novato location is just like perfect. It's so convenient. It's all outside. It's it's super efficient. So it's been a been a go-to recently. Good. Good. Uh, what's uh, what's your favorite sandwich? I like the um, God. I, I order it all the time. You'd think I'd remember what it was called. It's the um, stalling for time. <laughs> That's what you're gonna call it. It's is... called the Stalin. <laughs> the rooster. Yes. All right. Okay. So so you are you are right. So the hierarchy of sandwiches with a is... with a that has a chipotle aioli. It. It has some mayonnaise on it. You bet your ass it does. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the Clubber is still the best sandwich that they have there. Uh, but the Rooster is definitely a solid number two. They also have one that is, um, I forget what it was. Oh, let me look at my search Gmail. The Northern Fry is a... Oh yeah, that one's that one's good. That one's good, but they have off days like i I, like i I feel like that one maybe doesn't travel well um that one it's got to be at like the right the perfect temperature otherwise it's just kind of a mess but yeah but the rooster is objectively um uh actually i'm gonna say it's tied for first it's it's moving up real time in my book Um, and a, a, a family favorite when we've been going when we've been doing these blue barn runs have been the french fries and tater tots so okay so we I'm sure I've told the story about when I talked to one of the owners there of when fries disappeared off the menu and they said, yeah, we, we had to let go of the fry chef. And that was kind of a weird conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, French fries are really good there. But again, because they are like actual good fresh French fries, a very limited window of opportunity of when they're very good. So you kind of have to eat them on the drive home. I don't know. That's it's a personal yeah, that, decision. You know, that I actually, you know, I, I had a, a good, a good story recently. One of our, um, pickups from there. I had that great thing happen where, you know, I, I walk up to the window and say, you know, my name and I had, you know, done an online order and they go, Oh, it'll just be another minute. We're, we're just finishing up your fries. And you're love, like, love that. And then you just start rubbing your hands together and just be like, yes, and you start doing <laughs> a dance. Yeah. It was, it was great. It was, it was the best. Um, <laughs> again, it's, it's, it, these are the kinds of things we got going for us these days. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's the minor wins and that's yeah. where, um, <clears throat> I was going to say, when you were telling that story, I thought you were going to say, my name is Ryan, and I'm going to talk about this on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is what I normally say, but I didn't say that this time. Mm-hmm. That way, that way uh, Starbucks will give you three pumps for the cost of two or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, my my, uh, my world-famous podcast, you might have heard of it. Mm, be like, oh, is, hey, is, are, 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 are you, are you, um, what the fuck's that guy's name? Are you Bill Simmons? At the because that's the only famous podcaster I could think of. Oh, I, I, I thought you were going to make a, a clubhouse joke there or something. Clubhouse? The, the, that audio thing that everybody's all excited about. 
Oh yeah, I deleted it when the, the when there was the whole contacts thing. I'm like, no, I'm not giving away all my people. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, so yeah, at a blue barn. Um, if you if anybody lives in the Bay Area, go go get a blue barn a shot because I want them to still be around. <clears throat> yeah, it, I oh, have that, not... that one. That one in Nevada seems like they're doing okay. Yeah, the the one in my hood um, is very is is always busy. It's uh, that that mall is it, uh, is dying, but that central courtyard where there's blue barn that's it's always it's always hopping. Mm-hmm. Um, a recent development though, actually two two things with this. I have not had a chance to try the tater tots because that is actually a new development. Oh, the the oh they're they're so good. All right, but the, the problem is I can't. I'm not doing an online order for just tater tots. Like who who go goes and does an in person pickup for like four dollars, but then I'm then I'm now in for a sixteen dollars sandwich, which um, yeah, the, the stimulus is still working its way through Congress. <laughs> um, but the other part of this that reminds me, it's early March and Darth's still not back. I'm I'm worried. That's sad. He might not be coming back. No, he'll come back. He's he's, he's always for a he's long always time back by. Hmm. I don't know. I think there there have been some hibernations that have lasted quite a while. Yeah, worried about them. All right. Okay. Uh, was that item one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus. but I figured that would be most of this week's show. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, just say no to mayonnaise. Okay. Future of retail. Actually, let's. Uh, well, let, let me. Let, can we push forward something? So let's talk about this Amazon thing. Oh yeah. Um. So you posted this. I this I, this was completely off my radar. Normally, I'm, I like I'm on on the ball with like photography stuff. Um. Actually, you, you probably know more about this than me. So yeah, you tee this up. Ah uh, well. So as a friend of the show, Troy actually sent me this video this afternoon. Is and, he, what's what's his contacts with Peak or just has one of their messenger bags or something? Um, he I think he well I I have this bag and he's he's seen me with that bag so I think maybe that was the connection that was made. Got it. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's just a it's a ninety second video of um a couple of folks from Peak Design showing how Amazon's um everyday sling bag. Amazon Basics um, Everyday Sling Bag is just a virtual copy of of their everyday sling bag, and it's it's very upsetting. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's made way shittier. Like, I mean, you you can look at, and that's I I do appreciate that they took the time to explain why it's different, and you could tell all the places they cheaped out on it. But I do, so I have the video up at the nine second mark. I like where you can see the Amazon Basics logo exactly where the um more lacily stitched than the peak design one but it's oh it's it's shameless yeah and this is one of the things where it feels like ages ago but i think this was maybe last september do you remember when there was those big tech hearings in congress where they brought google facebook apple and amazon um up before the the whole just for the dog and pony show for congress yep but one of the things that was actually good about it there is a i don't know if she's a representative or a congressperson from seattle her name is something i don't know her first name jayapal she is the um she's the u.s house representative covering the seattle area and she had tons of great questions related to the fact that there are um there's definitely like smoke around the fact that amazon uses all the internal sales data that they have to identify products 
that they should then roll into their Amazon Basics brand, which they then use to promote and sponsor and uh, rank above the actual product in search listings to basically just kind of um, just crush competitors, which is, uh, yeah, super, super sketchy and shitty. But also the one thing about this Amazon, and one, also, they just stole the name, too. They didn't yeah, even oh, yeah. <laughs> change the name. No. Let me Google this. Amazon Basics Everyday Sling. And actually, and I, I posted this to a photography forum that I'm on, and uh, they've already noted the fact that you are nobody is allowed to write new reviews for this because, um, as you can imagine, people who like Peak Design are kind of pissed right now. Um, I actually the, don't even... When I do a search for Amazon Basics Everyday Sling, I don't even actually find it. Oh, they changed the name of it. Oh, no. So I typed in Amazon Basics, all one word, Everyday Sling, and it was the first item. But the product name is now Amazon Basics Camera Bag, 11 by 8 inch by 4 inch. Oh, that's that's a much better name. Yeah, you (laughs) fuckers. Um, (laughs) And the price is now increased due to the, uh, it's now $35, which makes it only a third of what the um, Peak Design one costs. So it, it it's it's shameless and annoying and I like in it's most like and I, and I get that my um anger here's mostly that I like one Peak Design's a local company and also I do like that they're a brand that's actually very conscientious like they they know their audience and they're one of the few companies that's actually trying to innovate and make new stuff for people who um like think photography is important and they try to make like you could you like you can be a company like and i they might make nicer products than this but I'm, and i'm not trying to slag them but like there's a brand called low pro and they're just kind of the the people that just make like just the de facto just camera bag and i assume like they're good quality but i assume they're kind of just meh like i'm not sure they they're trying to like because i mean like peak design invented those little do you have on your camera the little uh anchor clips i do mm-hmm. yeah like i mean they invented that and most people like just love that because normally in the past like putting a camera uh, like a camera strap or neck strap on your camera was always like just like a a 10 minute annoying as hell process and now it's like two seconds and you can um they have that whole little interchangeable system and like they're making cool new stuff for uh hobbyists and professional photographers which which is neat because nobody's actually doing that and that's the annoying shitty part where amazon like because you can make the uh, you can make the argument of like amazon basics is kind of like Kirkland Signature or um, Market Pantry. I, I forget what Safeway's house brand is called, but like they, they're making something that is super commoditized and they're using economies of scale and just market position to make stuff cheaper, which you'd say, well, well of course that's a net benefit for consumers. So how can you be, how can you be mad at that? But when this happens, you're ignoring the fact that one, Peak Design, again, they manufacture more ethically and they spend more on research and development but like they invented this thing and sure amazon can make it more cheaply but they didn't since this is a direct copy of a lot of like innovation or like the the like the design just didn't come out of nowhere this isn't a product that is just like a burlap sack with a with a zipper on it they didn't do any of the work for it and then you have people who are probably deciding merely on price and there's no credit or um, thought given to the fact that an actual company had to design this and think through 
workflows and how people would actually want it to work. And that's just, oh, it's super shitty. And this is one of the, and I know this has always been a problem with Amazon and people complain about Amazon being a predatory um, e-commerce company. But I don't know why this, this actually, this is one of the, this is the first time it's actually pissed me off that much. But even though this is something that they do probably to many other companies a ton. Well, yeah, but this is a company that you personally know of and respect. Yeah, I've I've talked to people who make all the stuff. Like I've been to their flagship store where like actual like HQ employees are there a bunch. And like, yeah, and I've and I've bought messenger bags and backpacks and I have three of their camera bags. And I like I I do have an attachment to that company. This this is really upsetting. Yeah, and I, I think part of what is happening here is it's a it's a company that you not only buy stuff from but respect like what i was saying earlier about spirit works how part of the kind of buying decision there is you know yes i really like their stuff but i also enjoy supporting the company because i really i i respect what they do and it's the same thing with peak design where like i know i could go out and spend less money on a bag but they make really high quality products that are really well thought out and they're a local company and i like i like supporting businesses like that and so if i'm going to spend a little bit more money to do that like that's that's fine with me like i'm i'm happy to do that yeah and, and especially with the type of uh person that this is like targeting i mean the products that they make like you, this is meant to house like a camera that is two thousand dollars or more and like i mean that's where you kind of can price with a premium and you're i don't know like it's just yeah like i mean like your whole thing makes total sense where there is a certain amount that you should allocate for this cost a little bit more because it's not just like a super commodity like this isn't toothpaste like it's it's not a super commoditized good so yeah it's just it's shitty and and but also the part that i that, that annoys me is that if i'm thinking realistically like like I can't extricate Amazon from my life. So I don't like, like, what am I going to do? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, but but that's that's the the part where that defeatist um, mentality, there has to be a solution to it. I I don't know. But here's the other part that pissed me off. Do you still have the Amazon product page up? Uh, I I do not know. (laughs) Okay. So you can go to Chrome and hit history. (laughs) Uh, Chrome has group tabs now. We'll talk about that another time. Um, But if you go to the reviews section, are you familiar with what the Vine voice program is? No. So Amazon Vine is a thing where Amazon will send you free shit in a, uh, if you are a top reviewer. Um, and you don't have to send it back where you are just given free stuff to review. And what that does is it seeds a product with five-star or overwhelmingly positive reviews in order to get other people to buy it. So this product, which was a design that they stole from somebody else, uh, shamelessly including the name of the product and then priced it for um 30 percent of what the name brand product costs and they sold it or they they uh mailed it out to all the people and then gave it a bunch of five-star reviews um with this tiny tiny disclaimer that says a uh, vine customer review of a free product so that people don't necessarily really know that people who have given this high rankings didn't actually pay for it i don't know so, so i, I if, it's it's shitty all the way around so th- this has actually been out a while. Like some of these reviews are from yeah, last this summer. Year. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I mean, just because I, I assume this whole thing was not just um, 
like like i mean the while the review well and, and real quick to talk about the video like it, it's really well done because like this this situation is just like an absolute shit sandwich for this company because like when what, it, it just it, but the video just came out today well yeah but that's what i'm saying like where i i assume it took them time to think of how do we just pretend this doesn't exist to not draw attention or not to draw attention to a copycat product that could hurt our sales hmm. like what like what are they going to do about it but i think they handled it in the best way possible because what are they going to do litigate with amazon and try to spend years in court over design patents or something like that i mean i mean because like and also again on the photography form i posted this on somebody made a point like oh yeah well so like you know this was it's this person's probably a forum troll but they're like the person who was is spending 30 dollars on a bag was never going to spend 89 dollars on the real thing yeah but that's but the but that that's defeating the point of this product wouldn't exist if somebody hadn't have made the thing you're copying in the first place. Right. I don't know. It's just it's trash. <sighs> um, yeah. Well, do you want to do a retail roundup real quick? Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right. So the, all U.S. Apple stores are open for the first time in a year. And we talked about when things were... Um, getting serious almost 12 months ago to the day uh, the, the canary in the coal mine or kind of our weird um before we had um a u.s uh formalized medical response i guess or one that was allowed to speak uh the apple store was kind of this weird um kind of harbinger where they were like no we're, we're shutting it all down mm-hmm. and same thing when there was kind of like um like it was it a fall surge? What was it, what was the thing where they closed a bunch of stores in Texas and the South? I think it was before, before Thanksgiving. Well, there, I mean, there were there were various points of last year where so you, so you're right. They were sort of one of the first to totally shut down last March, and that this was before any kind of statewide shutdowns or anything like that. Um, and but then there were there were various points over the summer where it was like it's. It was almost like a, a leading indicator where, you know, when cases started ticking up in a particular region, almost before any other actions were taken, like local Apple stores would shut down. Well, yeah, they, they were the private sector, like NIH or. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like it, it was just super weird. So, but so, yeah, apparently things are getting to a more stable place, hopefully, God forbid, except, you know, fucking Texas, um, uh, where. Yeah, everything's opening back up, and that's positive. I mean, because like, uh, but have you been near an Apple store anytime soon or any, any recently? I I have not. I'm trying to think. No, I've I've not not been near an Apple store for over a year now. Yeah. So they've redesigned basically all of it, where um, you don't go to the store anymore. So they're one they they've kind of had. Um, across country different types of express checkout systems where first they pivoted to in-store pickups for most things and then there were kind of just express windows where you could basically just be like hey i want an iphone se and then they're like take it and go we're not setting up a damn thing for you just go away which they said it in a much more nicer apple way but they have now done a thing where you don't really go in the apple store like the interior of the apple store like 70 percent of it is blocked off and there's now like just like a plexiglass barrier, like just kind of like you're at a bank and they either hand you an in-store pickup order or like just interact with you buying glass. Like it's a very, you know, they, they have rather quickly and kind of interestingly re 
uh, what's the Appleton reimagined the retail experience for kind of the situation that we're in now. So yeah, I mean, they've, they've done the work to safely reopen and I will, I will definitely give them credit for their retail at home strategy of trying to effectively use all the headcount that they have associated to, um, in-person retail doors, um, is, is that's pretty, it's pretty admirable and not all companies have done that that effectively. um, not that related, but kind of related. Best Buy has laid off 5,000 people and will close additional stores. They have frame. God damn it. Autoplay video on CNN. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So they, they said that um, their, uh, 40% of their sales have come from online this year than prior years. Uh, or sorry, it was up uh, 19% from two years ago. And then most people are starting their purchases online and right now this is kind of a weird situation where so many retailers like all of their retail storefronts are kind of just becoming like ad hoc distribution sites for in-store pickup orders which i mean makes sense but also if you start thinking about the long term of retail is maybe a bit problematic because as we'll talk about in future weeks not this week um this kind of what the working and uh, working and commerce worlds look after things fully reopen or things get back to normal of uh, how much of this shift towards online sales or pickup only sales ends up sticking um is gonna be kind of interesting but yeah apparently best buy as they've evaluated leases that are coming up or pending renegotiation that they will be shuttering stores and laying off five thousand. yeah the, the part of this i wanted to kind of focus on is that that in-store pickup part where you're ordering online and then picking up from a from a local store or you know you're actually making an online purchase and then having it shipped to the store and then you know picking it up from there i was thinking about this the other day that before the pandemic target was really early to this where they had like curbside pickup even their drive-up service yeah exactly yeah and i vividly remember at that time thinking well, why would you do that? You just just go into the store. It's it's like no big deal. And you know, here I am now <laughs> during the pandemic, where I'm I'm basically always doing curbside pickup where I can, and, and I'm actually, you know, choosing which stores to go to, largely based on whether or not they offer a, a curbside pickup option. And it's it is totally one of those things that I could see myself, you know, continuing to do, you know, well after things start to get more back to normal. So it's kind of a new habit that I've that I've picked up the last year, I guess. But but I am conflicted about it where as a consumer, I I do think it is a it's a really good option. It's it's nice where if you're shopping online, you can kind of get the best of both worlds where you get the convenience of shopping online, but then you get the kind of instant gratification of being able to just, you know, go to your local store and pick it up. I mean, sometimes in as little as like an hour compared to, you know, waiting a day or two for it to be shipped. Um, Or even if you're just ordering from a local store, the convenience of being able just to throw everything in a cart on your computer and then having someone bag that all up for you and then conveniently bring it to your car instead of, you know, walking through the store yourself and doing all of that is, is really nice. Um, but then, yeah, I, I, the the part I'm conflicted about is that it does just turn a lot of these 
retail locations into essentially like warehouses yeah. and that that doesn't that doesn't leave you with a very good feeling yeah so we're, we're going to table this and like we'll we'll get to this more broadly another week but like but you're absolutely right where because this is the problem if, if you think about how let, let's say you really like the situation that you've worked out and that is the norm and a lot of like-minded people like you think that way that now means that a um let me see best by average square footage will google know this Thirty-eight thousand square feet so that now if you don't have to think that many people will be coming into the store they will be much much more precise in the kind of like uh floor plan that they have just when you say like when you think a lot of retailers they have been like um have you ever seen a city target not the one that's in the metreon but like berkeley has a couple of them there are a lot of companies that have been thinking about well how do we adapt our retail strategy for urban environments or places where we can't just make like a i hate these i a super walmart where it's basically like hey we just bought i don't i don't know what how big an acre is but we we just bought 25 acres in the middle of texas and we're just going to make this gigantic concrete thing and, be, and there's going to be 2000 parking spaces and people are just going to go to it if you now don't have to think that people are coming to the store much and this is now basically like a glorified UPS store that sells like drones and stuff, that's going to lead to making stores that are not really geared towards people coming in to walk in and play with stuff and look at stuff hands-on. And you're going to need fewer employees and you're going to need less large stores, which is fine if that's what people want to do. But I guess I would bet on the side of just like this this summer and fall are going to be really interesting in trying to see how consumers rebound and what their habits are post covid where i really don't think a lot of this is going to stick much in the same way that and and you can tell me what you think but like i don't think permanent work from home for a lot of things is uh, except for a small number of companies is going to stick i don't think the 5 day work week comes back immediately but i think both shoppers, both employees, a lot of people, they, it's not what we've been used to or what have been forced to adapt to for the past year is not going to stick. Some habits will have changed. This will have pushed forward, uh, curbside and, um, same day delivery efforts and all that kind of stuff, but it won't ultimately change the fact that when somebody wants to buy a sweater, they want to actually look at a display and store and actually experience that type of thing well this this is a very sort of cop-out answer but and i actually do think there's a lot of overlap between the whole you know what's work going to look like post-covid and what consumer habits are going to look like post-covid mm-hmm. um I, I i tend to think that both are going to land in a similar place and that it's just it's going to be a little bit of both exactly where yeah in the case of work, it's going to be, you know, you're in the office two or three days a week, you're working from home the other two or three days a week. And I think with with shopping, you're not going to want to do curbside all the time or shopping online all the time. But, you know, maybe, you know, you do that for, you know, 30, 50% of your shopping. And then, you know, the other half is, is you know, window shopping where you're actually going into the store and just kind of looking around and like i mean that, that's probably what i'm gonna do where i think like for me the the whole foods thing the whole foods curbside thing has been 
fantastic. And that's, that's something I'll continue to do. But like, you know, I do miss browsing around like in a Costco or something and just kind of seeing what they have. And also I'll, I'll continue, you know, doing, doing that more. But then I, I guess the point would be that that, does, that doesn't change things much. All, all that did was then push forward five years of retail evolution to being to give you those logistic options differently. Well, that and that's part of I think that's part of what's going to be interesting to kind of continue to see change and just think through, which is like how much of what's happened over the last year changed things in a way that truly wouldn't have happened otherwise versus changes that were going to happen, but COVID maybe sped things up, you know, some yeah. number of years. Yeah. So yeah. And again, we're, we're going to, once we have a slow week where we, we don't have a whole bunch of food reviews to do, um, <laughs> we will, we will definitely talk about this. Cause like, cause that's the whole thing of like kind of everybody's prognosticating about, like, or, uh, is that the word? Let's say it's the word, um, about what the future is going to look like. And it, it, again, it's going to be somewhere in the middle, but the part of like, like if you think of all the stuff that's transitioned to Zoom, most people hate it. Like I, I, I people like I know everybody is like, oh yeah, I can't take another video call, or oh, I also I'm so happy I don't have to go do things in person anymore. Like it's not. That, I think most people are still, even me who's a very introverted person, I miss people and those experiences that are maybe less streamlined than what we have kind of vaguely been forced into because of the situation that we're in, where people like people. And people want to go do things in person. Oh, um, I mean, in 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 person meetings are so much better than Zoom meetings. Like that, I mean, there's I someone trying to argue the opposite well, end of that. I just I don't get. And again, and and we we do it like because again, like I don't I want to save this for like a good full episode. But that's the other thing where like I think business travel will be a thing of the past for yeah, many 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 things yep. but in terms of collaboration like and this is the other thing again i, I don't want to spoil a good topic but the type of thing where everybody's like in this i know this goes into industries that i do not work in and the whole like oh like happenstance like oh you're you're near somebody's desk or whatever like this thing where i i don't understand how many companies i feel like some companies can do it where they're entirely remote i don't know how good ideas come out of companies that solely exist in slack and zoom i don't buy that no, I, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I, like, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of you have to be at your desk from this time to that time, five days a week, but, but you need to see the people that you work with. You you, you do to a hundred percent. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, having a balance between those two things is I just, it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, so I, I, so we'll, we'll, we'll table the rest of that topic, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but to bring it back to the retail thing, I guess maybe the last just call out I'll make, mm -hmm. which goes back to the idea that I just am not left with this kind of happy feeling having a lot of these stores turn into just pickup centers or warehouses is like, you know, I think about like, you know, my career in high school and college and like the, the first, the first job that I have with Best Buy and it's like to think that those types of jobs are going to become less of a thing like that. That seems like that would have a, a huge impact on, you know, particularly like younger people entering the workforce, right? Like, well, yeah, but they can all do unpaid internships somewhere. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you're on Twitter right now. So I don't know if you understand that joke. I, I'm, I'm currently not on Twitter. Uh, anyway. All right. Um, so 
Yeah, that's the rite of passage. Everybody who had vaguely has nerd proclivities has worked at a Best Buy for three right. months or more out of their entire life. Or, or much longer than that in some cases. Like, I mean, I worked there for the better part of like five, six years. And oh, yeah, but not everybody gets a bug. <laughs> that's that's a brand new bug mm -hmm. all right okay we, we gotta all right so again table this this will be a much larger discussion but again yeah the few i the one part that i was hoping that would die wow well, that sounds i gotta find a better way to phrase that but die during covid was uh cruise ships and i don't think that's gonna happen either so if retail dies and cruise ships don't i'll be super pissed isn't isn't aren't like cruise reservations like at like record highs or something i remember seeing that a while ago. yeah and i and i think uh cruise odds for 2024 are record lows <laughs> all right um uh, let's talk about uh, okay a couple of fun media things and then we'll table the rest of this so uh i assume nobody watched the golden globes but there's one feel-good story about a feel-good story called Ted Lasso, which is mm -hmm. he, uh, Jason Sudeikis, who plays the titular Ted Lasso, uh, won uh, for Best Actor in a Comedy. And that's pretty great. And I think, is this Apple TV's first ever, like, award win? Like, or wasn't there an Emmy that the morning show won? Oh, it was the guy who plays the vaguely slimy network exec i think he won best supporting actor in a drama for an emmy or something right right yeah but yeah but jason sudeikis uh, ted lasso is great jason sudeikis seems uh, like super cool dude and they won and ted lasso is an amazing show and everybody should go watch it and even though apple tv was an entirely unnecessary exercise and a huge waste of money ted lasso is makes it all worth it sort of Um, and then did you see the tweets of, uh, his, uh, how he looked during the show? <laughs> I, d I did not know. Well, no, he was just, he was just wearing a hoodie and he was just, just whatevs, um, during the, cause everybody, cause it's the whole thing where everybody's remote and everybody's on zoom and some people had their whole families over and they're all well, and he's, dressed to I the mean, nines he, and stuff. But. He's, he's filming season two of Ted Lasso currently. And I, I mean, I assume that they're in some type of bubble or something so. oh sure yes yeah, so, and like but, but, i mean he, like i thought it was, that was super fun there were a bunch of annoying takes on twitter of oh yeah i have a woman dressed like that it's just a bit of whatever but um yeah it was it was it was super cool where he just looked in like and also based on how he was dressed and how he like his his attention span it looked like he was very much not expecting to win but that was <laughs> oh again it's a, it's a great character it's a great show and uh he deserves it and you know what? thank you tim for making this show possible mm-hmm no, not really. That'll give people more iCloud space. Um, all right. Better Call Saul got pushed back. It is now not going to return until the net, the first quarter is the word of twenty twenty two next. You year. know, I'll I'll be honest though. This is actually way sooner than I was expecting. I I actually remember thinking because Better Call Saul. Well, whatever, did, what was what did, was the last season? Well, because it it premiered. Didn't it wrap up before COVID? No, no. It started airing like at the end of February, early March last year. Uh, App Guides, Better Call Saul. It finished April 20th of last year. Yeah. And I, I totally remember. Well, but I remember thinking when that season ended, because this, I mean, that, that was still like really early in the shutdown where like, you know, no TV or 
um, movies were being produced. I remember thinking like, God, when is, when is this next season going to come out? Um, but entertainment by and large is back up and running these days. And that's kind of a whole separate topic, but, um, I mean, anyway, this is this is actually sooner than I would have guessed last April. Yeah, I mean, and with that, like, I mean, similarly, the morning show, um, which unfortunately is doing a COVID storyline, <sighs> um, and Ted Lasso, those are both. I forget. I don't know if you can dig up a thing. Uh, I, I put all these things in Slack, but I don't remember what, what I there, called those it. Those are those are coming out this summer, I think. Right? Yeah. So if you, if you can dig that up in Slack, it had uh, Apple TV. The Apple TV Twitter account did a thread on just kind of a status update on all of the shows. And yeah, the Morning Show and Ted Lasso are both coming back in the next like nine to twelve months. I forget. I mean, no. I mean, much sooner than that. I think they're they're both coming out like within the next six months or less. Uh, let me scroll back and try to find it. Uh, oh, Guy Fieri. Gosh, there's a lot of stuff in the thing this week. Oh, we didn't even talk about Paramount Plus. Oh, whatever. Um, yeah, we got drunk Roombas. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I can't find this. But I, I, th- I think both, both shows are coming back. So I think it's sometime this summer. Uh, well, no, because they just started it. They just started what? Just started recording Ted Lasso. Yeah, but I think that's a show that probably has quicker turnaround time. No, because actually, and again, I I don't know if this ever made the show notes, but um, the um, there's so much vi- uh visual effects uh of Ted Lasso, like every every studio scene. Um, or every stadium scene is fake. So I feel, I assume there's tons of um, VFX work that they have to do. Oh, I I thought I, I thought they had said it was this this summer. Yeah, I can't find it. Oh well. Um, all right, is there anything else media related? Okay, Paramount Plus, whatever. CBS All Access was a terrible name. It's now called Paramount Plus, which is vaguely better. They're pulling a peacock where, well, actually, no, there's no free tier. Um, Here we go. I, I, you found wait, it? Sorry, that page doesn't exist. What? Did they delete this? What day was wait, it from? What, what happened? Uh, February 19th. Oh, wow. Returning summer 2021 to Apple TV+. Plus. Oh, which one? Morning Show or Ted Lasso? Ted Lasso. Hmm. But this tweet, the tweet's been, I guess, deleted. So I, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I still have absolutely zero interest in watching For All Mankind. It, it's been season two's been good. So much work. No. Um, and then to round this out, do you care about this uh, over Overwatch, uh, Overcast watch update, or is this a non-story? Um, I did, I haven't used it much yet. What is it um, allegedly? basically a standalone like a true standalone app where it 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 has access to the same syncing back engine that the the ios apps do um you can download episodes directly to the watch from the watch app itself as opposed to going through the iphone um it kind of seems like everything you'd you'd want it to to be I mean, you can stream episodes as well if you don't want to download them 
it's it's a truly like fully featured version of overcast so if i ever start exercising again i'm excited to try it out i appreciate that you frame that as an entirely you decision <laughs> all right okay chef specials uh yeah let's do it right, um so i've got got one for you this week So this is the Elevated Craft Cocktail Shaker. Um, maybe, maybe not something up your alley, because I, I don't know how many, you know, like well, shaking cocktails you're making. But... French 75s. Ooh, okay. Okay. Well, actually, yeah, there you go. So this actually might be a little more up your alley than I thought. Um, you know, I, I've had just a, you know, super basic shaker, like, forever. And it's it's been kind of like in the back of my head for a while that, you know, I this is something I use enough where it'd be kind of n- nice to have a, you know, a nicer one. And I think I got, honestly, I think I got like an Instagram ad or something for this. And I saw it and, and you know, thought like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And then looked more into it. And it's, you know. It's it's kind of a, like a peak design type thing where it's just like <laughs> this is just really really well thought out. Like there's just so many little details about it which I've not seen on any other cocktail shaker. Um it's got, you know, um a a jigger built into it that goes all the way up to 6 ounces, which is really neat if you're, you know, making making a drink for like more than one person at once. Um, it's got a screw on top. So, you know, the, like a problem that like traditional shakers have, right. Is like the lid can not may- maybe fully come off, but you it can kind of break a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or on a regular shaker, you know, it'll be made of just like kind of a thin stainless steel layer. So you get a bunch of like condensation on the outside as yeah. you're, as you're shaking your drink. Um, you know, this is, um, double walled, um, and again, because it's got that screw top, you never have to worry about the lid coming off. Um, and it's not only a screw top, but it's actually got sort of like two different screw tops. It's got the main lid, but then it's also got a little bit on the top that can separately screw off. And there's a built-in strainer on the inside. Um, you know, with a lot of shakers, right. You've got to have like the separate strainer that you then like put over the top. Um, and it's just it's really really well made like it 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 feels really sturdy and it's got like a good weight to it um yeah i mean i think the the peak analogy design's probably like the best one i can come up with it's just it's just really well thought out and really well made neat so and i can all- you know and it's and it's it's not cheap right so, i mean well that's the thing on their website i can't tell cuz i only see a two pack on here how much is it? God, do you have to seventy? Still bucks. have to. I think seventy bucks is the full retail price, but I think still, if you go to like their Indiegogo page, which is what <laughs> I did, um, you get it. You get it for a bit of a discount. Gotcha. So you said this is a peak design style story. So I just wait three weeks, and there's gonna be an Amazon Basics version. <laughs> it's gonna be way shitty, but. Yeah, it's pretty so yeah. I, I have an OXO one that's been pretty good. Like it's unremarkable, but it's fine. But this looks pretty neat. And also, I mean, yeah, the the not having the strainer and the um 
the little measuring tool thingy um, separate. Like, that's kind of that's kind of neat. Yeah. So I, I I sent you the thing and the thing. They they still have their Indiegogo page where you can get a single one of these for fifty three. So oh. again, not not cheap, but like this is also the kind of thing. It's also similar to Peak Design where it's like this thing's gonna last forever. Like I mean. I, you know, I may never have to buy another cocktail shaker. Like this thing's just going to, it's going to last forever. So you're spending a little bit of money, but you know. Can I ask, would you ever, like says dishwasher safe. You would never put this in the dishwasher. No, 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 no. And I, it it comes with a little booklet and they, they recommend against um, using the dishwasher. Gotcha. They want it on the FMBs, but not for you to use it. I guess so. Yeah, actually, when I was pulling up the link earlier tonight to get it ready for to for um, our chef special, um, I was surprised to see the dishwasher safe thing because it's not something I had noticed when I first bought it. And and again, with the little booklet you get, they kind of tell you tell you not to if you can. So yeah, on this Indiegogo page, chill drinks, not hands. Yay, whiskey sours with no frostbite. <laughs> The, the 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 little video is fun yeah um all right so i have this one's a very very niche um this is a twitter account from a dude named or actually i don't know dana could be a, I, I don't know if it's um oh no it says mad woman with a mac or two sorry i i've i misgendered uh dana sibera so she is very She's gotten a few retweets from uh, John Syracuse, and what she does is a bunch of photoshops of Apple products that you feel might exist, but don't actually. So I'll send you a link to one, which is the most upsetting one she's done in a while. It's a MacBook Pro with six touch bars and no keyboard, (laughs) because honestly, you can't necessarily put that past Apple. Also another, it's um, a magic keyboard, but uh, there's two keys for every switch. So therefore you, uh, yeah, fewer moving parts and it's yeah, less likely to break. So yeah, so it's, it's very much a vintage Mac nerds kind of um, Twitter account, but it's super fun and it's just absolutely ridiculous. Oh, there's one other one. Sorry. It's because um, people always complain about the design of the uh direction keys on the magic keyboard since uh, since people complained that there was the inverted t now you can get upper left left and lower left keys it's it's much it's a very much a visual gag so people should go look at the show notes but it's it's very cool and upsetting at the same time 